it really takes a complete team so to speak to be able to reach even if you are professional or or semi professional endurance racer you need to have the teamwork and you need to know each other you need to to be there And I'm Chris, and this is episode 194 of the show. On deck this week is the race recap for the 2023 edition of the One Water Race. To help paint the picture of this epic event, we welcome back to the show for the third time, OG swim runner and race director Thomas Ogender. Thomas and the team really stepped up their game for the 2023 edition of this race, and we can't wait to share this race recap with all of you. But first, training update... So we have just one race left on the calendar for 2023. Yeah. We set our training gaze on there, and that's Odyssey Swarman Austin at Pace Bend Park. Mm-hmm. Really excited. That's our, we've hit every one. That's been every, every edition of the Pace Bend uh, Swim Run here. And it's, uh, it's really the last edition because it'll be the last one under the Odyssey Swim Run banner. Yes. So it's the last Odyssey last race Last Odyssey ever. race. So anyone listening to this sounds done a race in a few years, think about it. Make it happen. Come on down. Make it happen. It's in early November, I believe the second week in November. TBD on what the training is going to look like for that. But, you know, we have some some of our go-to, the sexy moose loop, the the footing and the terrain here in is very similar as to the, you know, rocky, uh, cactus littered. We don't have cactuses there, but ca- uh, you know, the the footing is the same. Is mm-hmm. what the what I'm trying to get at here. Um, but obviously, there will be swimming and there'll be running. Yeah, as it tends to happen in swim run training. It's kind of what you have to do. That's what happens. Now on to this week's shout out. Yeah, so this week we're shouting out Andy and the whole team at New England Endurance Events. They had to make a tough call to cancel Swim Run Cape Cod this past weekend due to a looming Hurricane Lee, which I, for one, really appreciated all of their communication during what must have been a huge bummer for everyone involved. I mean, they obviously didn't want to cancel a race. We had multiple conversations with Andy. Yeah, They were super stoked. We were super stoked. I was super stoked to go race it. I was studying on the flight over the course and everything. I was really getting super stoked for yeah. it. But alas, it was the right call. And um, the, everyone who signed up is going to get deferred. If you wanted to get a refund, reach out to them. Um, but they're essentially deferring everyone to the following year. And they have insurance for anyone who wants a refund. So That's good. Good, good on them for getting that insurance. Yeah. But they already said that the date for 2024 is going to be September 21st. So mark that on your calendars. It's on ours. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for, you know, for all the effort. Good. Communication is, is always key, as we always yep. say. But uh, so it's, it's so nice good. to have it, it from a, a first year a swimming race as well. Yeah. Not the type of communication you want to have to be put out, but good communication nonetheless. Definitely. Now for this week's Feats of Endurance to be rebranded as this week's FOMO Award. <laughs> so this week's award is probably better named the FOMO Award. Shout out to everyone that raced what looked to be, dare I say, a bluebird day mm. up in Washington State at Odyssey Swarm Run Orcas Island over the weekend. Dude, we were texting back and forth. It's like <sighs> the FOMO was real. It was like you, me, and Phil. Yeah. We just kept texting, being like, man, you see those oh, pictures? Man. And I, I saw everyone lining up and Odyssey fired up the Instagram lives and people were in. I didn't see an arm sleeve in sight. I just yeah. saw sleeveless wetsuits. So I'm like, oh, man, they're having a great time there. Um, and it really got me jonesing for itching, the itching yeah. for that for that race there. Uh, so congrats, uh, everyone that that took that tough day out there. Even the short course, it's it's a bully. It's a it's a tough one to get That's through there. Easy. So so congrats every everyone uh, completing. Um, really awesome to to give kudos out in the Low Tide Boys Strava Club. Go to Strava, search Low Tide Boys, join up over there. Uh, but but again, congrats and big ups to everyone that towed the line at Rosario Resort, over on the San Juan Islands, Orcas Island. There. Yeah. Now, on to this week's conversation with Thomas Ogender, race director. One water race. Yeah, can't wait to just share this conversation. I mean, it was really great to talk to Thomas and enthusiasm, energy, and dedication is really infectious. And like, 
it's such an impressive feat yes. for him to bring <laughs> his dream of this 250 kilometer race, which is just saying that in a sentence it's sounds a ridiculous, to life and then to do it again. So in this conversation, we got his race director report, his focus on environmental awareness and his plans for 2024. So, yeah. And it's also worth mentioning, Chipper, that Let's mention they, have a, they have a documentary out about this year's race that just came out on YouTube. It's in the show notes. Make sure you check it out if you like just randomly want to get your mind blown at like 1032 in the morning. Or 1032 you know, at p.m. as well. Also works, yeah. <laughs> as well. That's about the time when I watched it, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it it's good. a really, really cool documentary. And and like uh, Chris mentioned, they, they, they leveled up big time from last year on terms of the media and, and the experience from a viewership standpoint. Yeah. Um, and the, the teams leveled up and everyone was really uh, prepared this year. We won't spoil it for anybody there, yeah. but um, I def- agree though. I agree though. I think like um, they talking about tact, you know, how they're trying to be really tactical and how they were deploying the media and building those relationships. Very strategic. It was, it was, it was really cool. Like, I mean, they're trying to grow this thing. Yeah, yeah. Thomas, he definitely, he has a vision. Uh, and, and like you said, like, this just became a, a thing that one time the Kraken Swim Run crew was like, oh, let's see if we can do this in a couple days. And then Thomas mm-hmm. like, I'll do you one better. Let's make it a race uh, there. And then this is the second second uh, version, not version, second, uh, second go at it. Um, and I mean really really awesome product he yeah. he's put together and a really awesome race full of drama which he always seems to be right there when the drama is happening oh, yeah. there's a camera and there's thomas <laughs> but without further ado let's take ourselves into this conversation with thomas ogander race director one water race the ultimate test of human capacity the interview won't test your human capacity <laughs> but the one water race certainly will okay we have a very special episode today we have a special guest race report about the second edition of the one water race which is in the books that happened about a month ago now for folks who don't know this is a 250k race across the entire stockholm archipelago Joining us is the OG swim runner and race director himself, Thomas Ogender. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. So happy to have thank you here. You. This is your third time on on the on the podcast, which is pretty, yeah. which is awesome. Um, I guess first question is: Have you been able to catch up on sleep yet? Are you rested? Yeah, <laughs> uh, sort of. Uh, it was quite a tough week, uh, or uh, a few a few days, but. Uh, well, quite okay in a way. Uh, it takes a few days to to get back to for to sure. Share, but, uh, for but sure, that's, that's the part of the whole thing as well. I want to be there. Yeah, uh, yeah. As you might saw during the live broadcast and so on, I was everywhere. So uh, you were. Did you have like a stunt double or anything? You were. It seemed like you were in multiple places <laughs> at, at one time. At one yeah, point, so almost. I have three actually. So, uh, <laughs> I love no, it. But that's Part, that's a part of everything because I'm so involved in this and I want to be there uh, to meet all the teams and be there as much as possible to 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 meet them and to see them and uh, and to know how everything is going and, and and so on. So that's why you know I started to well I just want to be everywhere the whole time and then okay I might take some sleep now but now. I'm not. I'm <laughs> there. Well, they're, I love it. The racers aren't sleeping, so the race director can't be sleeping. I think exactly. is that the rule? Okay. I want to be part part of that that as well. Well, we we were glued to to our computers watching watching the the race unfold over the course of several days. It was kind of a nice uh, several day thing to check in and, and keep checking in on that. But from the race director's point of view, we'd love to hear how the the 2023 edition in, in your in your point of view uh, went off for the one water race. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, to start with, we I think we had uh, uh, very good teams uh, at the starting line. Uh, it was a tough pro- process, but but the teams that we had on the starting line, some of them them uh, uh, was part of the 2022 edition, mm-hmm. and we have some some new ones as well. But the experience and and uh, 
and the shape of 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 the teams was fantastic uh so to speak but then we know it's a long race and and everything can happen and i was a little bit uh, not scared but but anyway from the beginning because the summer in sweden has been been really cold mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, we knew that the water would be cold uh, would be colder it was like like around 30, uh, 14 degrees Celsius, uh, I would say a little bit colder than than last year. And uh, then we also had some uh, uh, some more winds from south, so it was more like a headwind, mm-hmm. which made it uh, it much more difficult than last year. And from from the beginning, we had the winning time of 47, 47 hours last year, uh, and this year we aimed at fifty five. Wow. Uh, you know, we we try to to see what what will happen between forty seven and fifty five, and we also work with GIH, the the Swedish School of uh, Health and Science, Health and Sports Science. So we have a continuous dialogue with them. What would be possible to 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 do? So we aim for for fifty five. Um, and then, unfortunately, we had a good start, and then, unfortunately, we. Uh, team number seven, uh, the winner from from last year. Mm-hmm. That was quite. It was difficult times because I saw Christine had been been uh, been been sick uh, before the race, and mm-hmm. uh, she wasn't really herself. So I could see that something wasn't right, uh, and uh, that was uh, difficult times. Uh, really. Absolutely, of course, for her, but yeah. also from for for uh, for me and and the organization and and uh, Adriel and Daniel and and sure. Johan as well, too, uh, because they were really struggling uh, and uh, she had a difficult time and and uh, she got water in her lung, uh, so that's why it was no question that she had to to pull off uh, the race. Uh, but we had quite good good time, quite a good pace in the beginning of the race, and uh, and uh, then after I would say after uh, team uh, team seven had pulled off, uh, the tempo went a little bit slower, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, in uh, and after the first night uh, we had. Uh, quite, uh, uh, quite a big, uh, well, quite a difference between between the winning team from Australia and uh, and the other ones, and uh, uh, that's also the interesting part of of, uh, of the race, race because we knew that it will be difficult. You know, tw- 24, 36 hours. That's everyone, not everyone, but that's that's something that you it's can like the you easy can part. go for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in 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 this world, so to speak. But then, then you get to the uh, to the second night, and the uh, and from there, it's it's really really difficult. And uh, uh, depending on uh, the cold and the wind, I was on the second night. I was I was a little bit scared that n- no none of the team would be able to make it. Mm. Uh, and we have the opportunity because we have the, the race is divided into five sections. So we can, we can change the course, so to speak, or the checkpoints during the race. So we were aiming at 55 and we had GIH with us all the time. And, uh, and we were checking the, the, uh, the racers and uh, we had, on about half of the athletes, we had sensors so we could measure uh, the temperature, the the energy, the glucose, blood sugar, and so on. Wow. And and uh, it was quite interesting to to uh, to follow that because we checked that continuously during the race. And if you look from a medical perspective, all the racers were okay from a medical perspective. Then of course you have sleep deprivation and and uh, and and so on. But but uh, when it comes to the medical part, everyone is is quite okay. And even though we had like fourteen degrees in 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 the water and we had long swims, etc., uh, no one was from that perspective too cold or or, mm. or going into hypothermia or so. So, so that's that's what's 
I would say during this year with GIH, that was a really interesting perspective that we also had been aiming for to to have that kind of science perspective, so to speak, of of uh, of, uh, of the race. So, Thomas, let me let me pause you there because yeah. you know when we when we spoke with you last year, this was this race was really a dream come true for you to be able to put this on and have it be a success. And now coming back a second year, and you know Chipper and I and everyone who's paying attention notice the the leveling up of both the media. Um, the coverage, the information that you could find online, the way you could just kind of tag along. And now now this GIS stuff, I mean, super interesting. Like, I'd love to, you know, let's get back to the race report, but I'd love to get your thoughts on, on you know, how, how, how did this all come about? And are you, are, you know, and registrations already, you're already accepting teams for next year. So this thing is continuing, which is amazing. But how are you feeling now that the second year is in the books you know, overall, I think even though only one team, well, I'm spoiling it, but only one team ended up finishing, um, it seemed to be like a, a much better, much better race than it was last year, just from the from the perspective of people being able to view it. How 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 are you feeling about the reception that you've gotten for the second yeah. year? That's actually this is also like a dream dream come true for, because from my perspective, when it comes to endurance racing and so on, uh, I want to show uh, the global community what they are going through and, and show mm-hmm. the races and, and, and the actual actual race. And if you look at uh, endurance racing, uh, so to speak, you have no live coverage uh, anywhere, so to speak. And in, in my mind, I have known this or... Uh, for such a long time, if you are able to produce this in the right way, this is so good TV. Because, mm-hmm. of course, absolutely, it's slow TV. Because when I try to to push this uh, from uh, from all kinds of perspective, uh, people are talking about what are you doing live broadcast for sixty five hours? <laughs> yeah, will anyone see this? Yes, they will. Because you have all the ingredients. Uh, you have the race, which is, you know, the challenge. You have uh, the landscape, the, the, uh, the atmosphere, so to speak, on the archipelago. And uh, you have the teams, you have the racers, you have the, uh, the profiles. You know, you have all the ingredients and not at least you have the drama. Yeah. Uh, so no that, that was the really, you know... The really big thing: Could we do this in 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 this kind of, of production? And and as you know, I've been working with this before. So uh, we had a partnership with uh, NEP, which is the largest, uh, the biggest live broadcaster in the world mm-hmm. uh, that I used to work with. So uh, they are doing the Olympics and everything. So so we have been planning this for a long time. We have been out in the Arch. Archipelago to to uh, to check all the production facilities and uh, and everything. So um, so this was really my plan or dream or what you say to be able to show endurance races racing from another perspective. And this has been so interesting because we, the reactions from all over the world, I would say, has been really really good and people they couldn't leave the broadcast uh, and uh, some of the uh, some of the head executives from from NEP uh, he told me that his wife which is not into sport and endurance racing ever she couldn't leave the live broadcast he he woke up in the middle of the night and she was lying in bed <laughs> and watching the broadcast so this is you know the part where uh, I think this is the way that we have to work in order to 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 show the global community what endurance racing is all about. To show the people the challenges, what they are going through, the drama and everything. And this is good TV. So actually, this has been so well uh, 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 well. Uh, uh taken so to speak so so we are already now uh in the production plans for next year oh, so wow. the the plan for next year is to step up to the next level and really make this 
the ultimate live broadcast, so so to speak. So we're going to to work with with uh, with the graphics, of course, but also when it comes to the content uh, and everything. What could we add to? How could we tell the story and build the drama with the teams and everything? So we are really now into the production for for next year, and not at least we would love uh, we would like to, you know. Uh, open up for for other endurance racers race uh, race to uh, to be able to take part of the development to in order to to increase the sports the not at least the the athletes the racers yeah. they are the stars here uh, mm-hmm. and uh, this is also what's really important and uh, and when you see them out there I don't know what parts you saw of the live broadcast but you definitely have. A big drama out there. Oh, it was. Uh, it got real. It, it got did. real. And now I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna speak for Chipper. If you need a couple extra correspondents on the course out there for <laughs> next year, uh, there's yeah. a couple guys in California that are more than happy to come out and uh, yeah. you know be on the mics at two in the morning sometime. Um, that yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I think I think we talked about it last time how the importance of if you can tell the story. Th- it, that's you know if you can find a way to tell the story then the story essentially tells itself because the drama as you mentioned i think mm. having followed the race last year i know the second we saw australia who we interviewed for the show last year you know rob preston and his team start pulling away we were like oh my goodness this is really happening i mean it was so exciting to watch yeah. um and there was a lot of drama out 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 there i think you know let's let's get back to the race report a little bit at what point as a race director, did you see the event really changing from from what it was last year, where it was basically local dominance kind of thing, to more yeah. of like the international teams really showing up? Yeah. Well, well, I I would say that that was when when uh, team number seven uh, stopped. Uh, then it started to change uh, afterward because uh, uh, I could see that that. Uh, uh, that the Australian team uh, were uh, really had having a good pace, pace, and then uh, then we getting into to, to the second day and the second night, and then that's where what I could see for this year. It was even though you have, you know, that you have really good endurance races on on, on the starting line. This is such a complex race, and this, mm-hmm. from my perspective became uh, uh, I knew it of course last year but this year it was more obvious that there are so many parts that need to to be in, in place not at least when it comes to to the support crew in mm-hmm. in the team uh, because some of the teams had had some problems with with the logistics which took a lot of energy and uh, frustration, uh, which was uh, which is a really crucial part because uh, when you have the support crew, that's of of course uh, the support crew need to be awake at the whole race as well. But it it's also the only person in the team that are not running, not swimming, that are <laughs> yeah. able to push the team forward. And and so for me, also being more out. Uh, in the race during the whole race so to speak uh, I had s- such a good uh, discussions with a lot of the, the support crews and not, not at least Julian uh, to see him working during the race and that's I, I would say he or the support crew is such a, a, a big uh, part of the success for for Australia because he's really pushing pushing them he's really you know positive everything is planned in in all the specific details they have a set plan and they really go for it uh, and he pushing them all the time and actually they they told me during the race uh, or after the race uh, Rob uh, Elizabeth and, and and Glenn they told me that when they are heading to, towards the checkpoint, they knew that Julian is really pushing them. So if they wanted to relax, they stopped a few a few hundred meters before <laughs> the checkpoint to relax, and then they went down to to, to Julian. Ah, uh, he was really he was really uh, driving them, and yeah, 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 sure. But that was, I would say, uh, the big difference was uh, the second night because that's what uh, was the part when I realized that. I need 
to shorten uh, uh, the course uh, mm. in order to to make make just any team to to reach uh, to reach Lansort. So uh, then we made some changes, uh, and uh, then I was heading to uh, to Nottarö uh, just before Dancing Gat and uh, and meeting up uh, uh, the Australian team and. Uh, then I realized that they have no problem. Mm. They are just going for it. Uh, so that was quite a relief uh, for me, uh, even though it took a little bit longer than, than, than we planned. But, but then we had uh, the other teams behind that were struggling quite a bit. Uh, so that was the big difference here. And also that you could see that it takes uh, it really takes a complete team so to speak yeah. to be able to reach uh, mm-hmm. and even though even if you you even if you are uh, are uh, a professional or or semi professional endurance racer you need to be uh, you need to have the teamwork and you need to know each other you need to to be there and you I was a little bit uh, when you saw it, look at uh, uh, the South American team and also Jared's team from 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 US. Mm-hmm. I thought that with they had the experience to to uh, to be able to to push a little bit further. But then also we had uh, well, it was it was a tough year. But but I thought from my perspective that that. Uh, more of uh, of the teams would be able to reach longer, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, well, you know, I mean, we 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 kind of joke about it, but it's serious. You know, the the tagline for this race is the ultimate proof of human capacity, and I think, uh, I mean, I think this <laughs> really bore out. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I remember Chipper and I texting back and forth. Is like, oh my god, this team just DNF'd another team DNF'd. Like, is anyone going to finish? I mean, it turned into like, wow, this year did seem. Um, the challenge of it seemed harder. And I know you mentioned at the beginning that it was a little more of a headwind and the water was colder. What other factors do you think went into place in the and in making it so much harder this year than it well, I mean it's hard every year, but the yeah. what what were the unique challenges this year that you think led to so many DNFs? I think uh, you have I, think, I, I would say the wind. Uh, mm. absolutely. And then from 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 my perspective, because the the teams were swimming so much more this year mm. than they did last year because when we set uh, w- when we set the checkpoints we set them from a perspective and and I talked to the teams also uh, before the start that now it's colder we have the winds and if you look at the checkpoints when you when you when, when you see them you will have uh, several options and not at least you can cut off between i would say between 7 and 9 cases of swimming if you just mm. taking another route but none of the teams did they were just swimming and instead of you know uh, going up on uh, on some islands to get warmer they just passed them instead so uh, they made like like uh, like the australian team they took uh, they took uh, a 4.5k swimming uh, during the the first uh, 24 hours instead of taking another route. So, so I was quite surprised uh, of, of that because when I looked at at, at the checkpoints and not at least looking at the wind and the weather, uh, me my, myself, I would have been running more than the teams did, mm-hmm. and I don't know what what. Why is that? If they were looking on on each other and say, "Okay, maybe okay, that team they they going here because they can, you know, they can they can look at the tracking and and so on, just to you know uh, that's part of the race as well, so they can see where the other teams are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if if some teams followed other teams just to be sure. Uh, I don't know. So so. I think that is could be a part as well, uh, because from my perspective, I was quite surprised that they were swimming that much. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the uh, last year, you know, there was some live tracking woes, but those were definitely fixed this year. I, the live tracking and the sort of dot chasing uh, was yeah. really on on point this so year, good. and that was a really cool aspect to watch and and seeing the the routes that each team would take. And and uh, yeah. I agree that was as a viewer that was something that I found interesting is like, oh, this team is is swimming, uh, you know, two percent more than the other team and and, and yeah. running and and the different routes and everything. I I, I agree that was a really interesting piece how how it unfolded there and mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm pretty uh, aligned with what you're you're saying there to me i would be trying to get get running get warmed up uh rather than the swimming piece so that was uh that was a really interesting um turn that they that they took there i it, it, it does feel that some some of it is strategic about oh we want to keep the other teams in line like we want to make sure that you know, they don't know something that we don't know kind of yeah, thing. And like, yeah. let's, uh, let's just stick to the everyone else's plan might be the best plan. Yeah, exactly. But I think this is also what I think is it's so interesting with with the race that it's a strategic race, and it's up to the team to to make the choices, uh, what they think is the fastest way and the best way to go forward. Uh, and um well, it's 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 up to them, but we, we really had the discussions uh, discussion uh, about this before the race, uh, but everyone was was swimming quite much. Yeah, I mean, it's so 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 people were were, were swimming a lot. It seemed like they were t- trying to get to A to B as quickly as possible on some level or as directly as possible. But that, in hindsight, maybe that wasn't the best the best. Um, you know, the best call on the team's part. When the team started DNFing, what, I'm just curious, kind of what was the protocol from the race director side, like checking in with the boat captains, making sure everyone was okay? Like what happens, just for example, like what happens when, when the teams would... would yeah, well, well, we, we have this um, uh, one one part as well, I, I would say, is when uh, we had a very good fight between uh, Sweden, Australia and Australia with team number two and seven. And if team number two would have been uh, team number seven would have been been still in the race i think it would have been uh, much faster i think mm-hmm. then we would have uh, have a, a winning time of, of uh, i would say 55 56 hours so that's that's another part but yeah it's it's we have uh, we have this eight hour rule that uh, you cannot be more than eight hours uh, behind uh, the leading team. Mm-hmm. That's um, partly a, a safety or logistic uh, rule, but then also this is for the best in the world. And if you're more than eight hours behind, mm-hmm. you're not there. So that's that's mm-hmm. uh, quite easy. But uh, so some of the teams uh, needed to rest. Uh, they uh, they were getting cold, uh, having problems with uh, with some injuries, so they needed to rest. And uh, and then you see, so when they rest, we also check them from uh, with our medical uh, mm-hmm. staff, uh, so to speak. But then you realize if a team rests a little bit too long, uh, say during the second night, because that's where, where everything happens, then they are really slow, starting mm-hmm. mm-hmm. up again. So. Uh, of course, you can think that, okay, it's good for us to rest a little bit, but I saw almost all the teams during the second night, they who didn't finish, uh, they were too unorganized, uh, so to speak. Oh, they didn't keep up the pace. They walked too much. And they also uh, had, had sleep deprivation. And we had, we had some problems with, with also the support crew uh getting uh getting ha- having problems with sleep deprivation so we had to pull, wow. one of the teams we had to pull off because the support crew couldn't handle the situation interesting Not wow. the team as well. so so that was a little bit bit uh, uh tricky so to speak and then then we had the medical medical situation we had medical checks uh in in before dancing cat got to check if if they were able to 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 continue or not mm. so uh, so th- that's that's your situation as well when it comes to team 4 uh, they would have been able to uh, they were really wanted to go forward yeah uh, but they wouldn't be able to reach it to the finish line line uh, line in time so um, 
it's some of it wasn't yeah. necessarily uh, their choice. They had the they had the will and the they they still had some capacity left, but the timing. Yeah, yeah, the timing was was uh, so. In in the end, they they had from from checkpoint twelve down down to 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 Lansort, uh, uh The winning time from checkpoint twelve to Lansort was like four and a half hour, and team four during daytime. Team four had from from uh, to be able to reach Lansort in time, they had. I think it was like two hours they had from from checkpoint twelve mm-hmm. down to Lansu oh. uh, for two hours in nighttime. That yeah, that, uh, that the winners that... made in four and a half hours. So it, that's it tough. Was... Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Um, now let no. let me ask you about something else. So so obviously this race has a big commitment to you know it's called the one water race. It's about protecting our oceans. Even on the bibs, um, you had the phrase "sluta tanka havet," which yes, yes. I believe means "stop polluting the ocean." Am I getting that translation yeah, right? Sort exactly. Of? Um, I mean, it's, it's so, so can you tell us a little bit about, again, we'll get back to the race report in the finish, but I'm just curious, you know, what has been the reception to that? Have you been able to raise money? Like how, how has that goal of this race moved forward in the second yeah. year? That's, that's uh, a very big part, part of the race, uh, to be able to, to, uh, to spread the word about, about, uh, the world waters and, and it's, it's, it's quite easy. The, the biggest problem we we have uh, now is the global warming, and what not anyone everyone knows is that that uh, our our world waters and ocean they absorb over ninety percent of the global warming. So we are actually we are alive, and we have have to be be thankful for our world waters because otherwise we wouldn't have been 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 alive. Uh, and the biggest uh, problem we have have with the global warming that's that's uh, the uh, the f- uh, fossil uh, uh, fuels uh, fossil mm-hmm. fuels yeah. yeah 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 exactly so sluta tanka havet that means we cannot feed the ocean with with uh, with uh, with pollution anymore we need to stop and actually sluta tanka havet that's a specific campaign we're doing with the swedish authorities because mm. we have uh, some of the engines in the archipelago uh, they are so badly uh, they are so bad so so more than 30% of uh, of the fuel you're fueling the ocean directly down to the ocean so this is this is a part of uh, of us trying to make to to make the the water better in in the archipelago and the, in the world as well. And this is also a thing that we are now working on. For I would say that I'm working like fifty percent of my time. I'm working with our foundation, One Water Foundation, mm-hmm. and with the Swedish authorities. That we 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 are now trying to to set a global uh, statement, so to speak. Instead of sluta tanka havet, something in in English, so we can spread the word mm. and be very clear of what we want to do. And uh, and we using the race and and the Stockholm Archipelago as, as a benchmark for how can we work with the the, the water environment and and what can we do. Love it. Love that. Great. Well, well, let's uh, let's dive back into the race report. So you. You you saw that that the teams you had to adjust the course a little bit. Talk us through sort of when that happened. I believe that was somewhere uh, what checkpoints that was, and then how Team Australia came in and, and ultimately made it to the lighthouse. Yeah, ex- exactly. And uh, and that was the second night. So um, when we 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 shortened the uh, the course and uh, and I met them and I. I realized this will be no problem, and uh, and uh, even they, even though they have have several hours to go, uh, but they are, I'm, they are so incredibly strong during the whole race. They have such a good spirit in the team. Uh, they are just going for it. They have everything so planned in detail. They have their schedule. They have the food. They have the you know nice. everything, and they just going for it and. Of course, they were down uh, a few times, but you know, not expectable. That much. And uh, <laughs> a three-day race, yeah. yeah. 
I would expect and, such a thing. And I followed them quite close in, in, in the end and everything that what we were talking about, because we have been talking, we, 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 we asked the teams in advanced uh, in, in the start that when you reach, if you reach Landsort, what do you want to eat and drink? So they can have something, and uh, and uh, and uh, Rob, Elizabeth, Glenn, and and Julian, they they want hamburger and fries and, <laughs> and Lansort lager, the local oh, okay. beer from Lansort. Fair so enough. Everything that they talked about in in the end was the was the burger and the Lansort lager, and then when they reached reached uh, reached uh, Lansort, and uh, after the finish. We just went down to Åke, who owns the restaurant, and we had a burger and we drank (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Love it. I I love that. Yeah, we when we talked to to Rob uh, after last year's race, I I got the sense that he definitely feels like, or at that time, the sense that I got was that he felt like, okay, I know what it takes to kind of crack the code. Like he felt really close last year and he's like... To me, he he really felt like he he kind of knew what pieces that were remaining in place to to make it happen. So we were really excited for them to to see it um, to see it come to fruition and 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 win uh, win yeah. the one water race. Yeah. But then I know that they uh, they wanted to have the fight with uh, with yeah. Abel, Christine, and yeah. and uh, and and actually after uh, uh, during the the. Uh, the last dinner that we had on, on Friday after the race, we have a dinner all together, all the teams and all mm-hmm. everyone in the crew and everything. And uh, then Adriel had uh, had because he couldn't couldn't join us, but he 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 had uh, produced a, a, a film, uh, a message to, oh, nice. uh, to 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 Rob and, and and the other ones. And and then in the end, he said that now it's one one. <laughs> oh no! Oh boy! Oh, yeah. oh boy. the first team to apply for next year was Adriel, Daniel, Christine, and Johan. Interesting. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's funny because Adriel, before the race, he's like, "I just want to do this one more time. That way, I never have to do it again." Yeah. So no, I guess, uh, I guess it yeah. needs to yeah. it needs to come back. Yeah. So they will come back, and Rob and, and Elizabeth, Glenn, and Julian are coming back as well. Awesome. So, That's uh, great. Well, you know, I mean, it's funny because. After the first year, to us, it seemed, oh, it seems obvious that, like, obviously, Daniel, Adriel, and, and Kristen are just, like, amazing swim runners, world champions in their own right, multiple-time world champions. So we, we were like, okay, well, they have an advantage being local, knowing the terrain, being experienced swim runners. You know, Rob and the Australian team, they had the adventure racing experience and obviously super successful in that realm. But for, for them, one year to the next to improve that, that much and essentially you know obviously take take to take the fight to to team seven and then ultimately win the race what i mean can, can you calibrate how how much of a of an improvement that is year over year on a race this hard uh, well i would say i was quite impressed of them uh, the first year uh mm-hmm. because well, of course uh julian uh, knows the terrain but but rob and glenn mm-hmm. and, and uh, rob and glenn they hadn't even met before the race, uh, so uh, so for them, that just show what kind of of, uh, of persons or team who are able to to make it, uh, so uh, so to speak. But their their improvement have have been uh, been huge. Uh, I'm, I must say, and uh, and I know now for 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 next year, uh, it will be very interesting to to uh, to see. But what what's important here, I would say, when it comes to to the improvement that is like like being uh, having the the uh, experience from multi day racing i would say that's mm-hmm. everything here uh, as you know or swim that's something else this is mm-hmm. you need to be able and that you can see that that's so clearly that if you when you come into the second night everything happens that's the thing where mm-hmm. You know, you're you're going mentally break down, sleep deprivation, everything. That's where everything changes, and everything can change and, and will change. And that's what you can you can see in in uh, Robin. They have that experience. They know mm-hmm. how to handle sleep de- deprivation. They they know how to push themselves 
after 36, 40 hours. Uh, and that's the major uh, difference, uh, I would say. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, th- when we interviewed a bunch of teams last year, that was definitely one of the things everyone mentions, like how do you handle the sleep dev? How do you, you know, it turns into a different type of an event. I mean, it makes Atala, which, you know, it's a beast of a race in its own right, just look kind of cute in comparison when you think about no, it. Yeah, yeah. but but it, but it's not. It, that's that's uh, completely making Atala in seven hours. It's like... Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, right. It's, yeah. it's a different, it's a different challenge for sure. That's also a different kind of races because when you come to, into the multiple day racing, uh, that is another dimension, mm-hmm. and you really need to to have that experience to be able to push yourself and know what is happening and to to handle sleep deprivation. Should you sleep twenty minutes or not, or how? How are you able to to push yourself forward? And you can see that so clearly with those teams who didn't finish what is happening uh, after those hours because Mm -hmm. uh, they are, are, you know, uh, it's difficult to handle the situation. And and that's Mm -hmm. where you see the big difference. I yeah, say. I mean, you were definitely able to highlight that on a lot of the the clips. I uh, one thing that I I really enjoyed was every three hours there was a there was a little five to seven minute film kind of mini update that yeah. you know, hey, when I would go to bed and wake up in the morning, the first thing I would do was check the last uh, few updates yeah. there to see what was happening when everyone was racing when we were sleeping. But um, sort of the mental demons and and tricks that that were playing on on people's minds in the after the second day was really the first day was like oh this seems to be going well and then it's like night two is like boom everything gets real everything gets real (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but that's 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 exactly what the the race is all about yeah Uh, and that's also the the drama so to speak what will happen certainly the drama yeah so, so, so year two is in the books. Australia, Team Australia is the only team that finish. Um, while that might seem like, oh, well, you know, oh, maybe the race isn't successful because only one team was able to do it. I think from, from, from my side of things, I think that really shows that this race is, is legendary already in the sense of like, hey, that's all these teams were super prepared. No one showed up to this thing kind of you know, yeah, over there without head. having done yeah. the swimming and only one team is able to, to, to finish this beast of a race. How are you feeling now that the race is over? Did you think that the second year of the race was a success? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, of course I wanted more teams to, to be able to finish, but in the end, from my perspective, I'm, I'm happy that one team, uh, was yeah. Successful. Yeah. successful and, and it's not a race for everyone. And it's, it's, that's kind of development as well. And the, then it's also, this is such a complex race. You can't just go for it and you need to be for, and you need to be prepared. So, so it takes some time to, to establish a race like, uh, like this, uh, as well. And that's really interesting to to see on the applications we have already uh, from from other countries and, and everything, and very interesting dialogue. So so that's also what we're trying to push: what is possible, uh, how what what will be the conditions next year, what will be the checkpoints, how can can we change, and uh, and so on. And that's so. I think for, from that perspe- perspective, it it's it has been really good and not at least from the media perspective i don't know absolutely but we we have now a, a partnership with aso it's a french organization they uh, they own and produce to de france uh so nice. uh, and we also set uh, some new productions with row two uh, before uh, before one water race and now we have just launched uh, uh one hour documentary as well uh this thursday and this is distributed now to 190 countries wow yeah uh, yeah so that's the big 
momentum i would say this year that we are starting starting to 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 spread the media part so to speak mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and obviously your, your youtube channel you can find all, all that over there the the documentary as yeah. you said just dropped a few days ago so now's a good time to, to check that out and relive multiple days of of drama and racing excitement in just 45 minutes yeah and application <laughs> applications are open <laughs> so if you're so yeah, exactly. but it's quite interesting because now we have like we, uh, we have a very good partnership uh, also with uh, CNBC, mm-hmm. uh, oh, right, yeah. yeah, and they had, uh, and they will broadcast the uh, uh, the race summary in row two, and they have have like two hundred million uh, viewers. Yeah, so Amazing. so that's interesting to starting to spread not only the race but endurance racing as well. Nice, and 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 like like we mentioned before, applications are open for the twenty twenty four edition. Obviously, uh, we know you have a big announcement uh, coming up with when those teams launch. But uh, from what you have seen from the race director's point of view, are you seeing any surprise teams? Is it just the usual suspects coming back for more suffering? Or is there <laughs> some new folks? Interested? Well, yeah, there are some new coming. Uh, yeah. And uh, and we have uh, we have a very interesting dialogue and, and, uh, and with, uh, with Adventure Racing World Series as well. Uh, we will uh, go down there and join them during the uh, the Adventure Racing World Championship in South Africa in uh, in the end of October. Uh, that's where we see uh, our future participants in 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 the race. So we yeah. meet them and discuss the future with them, so to speak. So, but we will have absolutely some 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 surprises for next year, which I'm really looking forward to 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 see uh, some new new faces on the starting line and uh, we have some old ones as well like to coming back we see what's what's yeah. the level are in the in the end and who will be depart well thomas i mean when we spoke about this again this is the third time on the show the first time we were just teasing out this idea it seemed like a dream after the first year the dream was realized after the second year the dream just keeps building I am so happy for you. I'm sure I speak for Chipper. I mean, this is a huge, it's, this is an easy race to produce. The fact that now we're going to be going on to a third year, applications are open. I mean, huge congratulations for, for turning this into a real thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you very much. And you know that you are always welcome. You have a spot on, on the boat. Very good. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a spot on the boat. It's hot as well. Good cinnamon buns. Everything is all set for you. <laughs> if there's Fika there, that's uh, increasing our likelihood of, of showing up for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, make sure to head on over to, to One Water Race. There's a tremendous amount of media from all the past races to, to check out. And again, uh, be sure to check out the documentary that, that just dropped might even be on your local local TV station it sounds like here but definitely it's on it's on the one water race YouTube and onewaterrace.com yeah Thomas thank you so much for joining us congrats again on, a, on an amazing race oh thank you very much all right see ya that's it for this week's episode thanks so much for listening to the show make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave her what rating or review since that's the best way to help other people discover the show and the sport of swim run Check out our website, lowtideboys.com, that's boys with a Z, for swim run resources, including gear guides, tips, how-to videos, and so much more. Make sure to check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, send us a DM or email us at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music, and of course our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run and other activities. Lots of activities. Lots of activities. (laughs) Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. Then a run. And then a swim. Then another run. Then another swim. Then run some more. Just keep going. Let's go. And then stop at some point because, you know. And fuel. Don't forget to fuel. Got to fuel too. Of course, yes. (laughs) 